Can't hear you. No. And okay. we are live now. Hi, and welcome to episode 22 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host, along with Nancy Minicozzi. I'm Lisa, and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County. And I'm Nancy, ed tech coach in Northwest LA County. And remember, um, our podcast focus is is accessible on your schedule. It's a 15-minute format, the chance to get your questions answered via our website or our YouTube chat. Personalized mobile PD, you choose the focus, listen where you want, and contact us if you know someone who would be great as a guest. If you enjoy, sorry, if you enjoy our podcast, and we hope you do, because why wouldn't you, uh, please support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Just search TLC Ninja Teachers. You can also look for us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. And while you're there, go ahead and rate us. It makes it easier for other, people's, other people to find us. Okay. And our coffee fact for today According to a 2015 Gallup poll, about two-thirds of Americans drink more than one cup of coffee per day. So you can rejoice in knowing that you're not alone in your coffee dependency. Uh, tonight's guest is Megan Lauer, who will be talking to us about how she uses growth mindset and failure Fridays with her kindergartners. So Megan, welcome. Tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. All right, so I'm Megan Lauer, and I teach kindergarten at, at Rio del Norte here in Oxnard. And this is my first year teaching kindergarten. Last year I taught first grade, and I have been teaching for five and a half already. It's crazy. Time <laughs> <laughs> flies. It really does. <laughs> yes. So um, how do you – you work with – kindergartners, obviously you said, and you talk to them about growth mindset. How do you teach growth mindset to five and six-year-olds? Right. So um, we talk a lot about the brain. That's how we open our failure Fridays. So I show them pictures of the brain. We discuss that they have hemispheres and um, then we start talking about neurons and how mistakes make your brain um, grow and get poofy and uh, that they jump and make all these connections and then we move into Dory and Marlin from Finding Nemo and Finding Dory and we talk about how Marlin is a fixed mindset and how he is afraid to try new things. He's scared. Um, just the language he uses and it's really cool because my kids can pull that out from the movie. And then we talk about Dory and how she has a growth mindset. Um, and so that's really fun. They really enjoyed that. Um, as far as class dojo videos, I have asked or have used them in the past, but um, I find that my kids really relate to Marlon and Dory and that growth mindset. So then we make posts, we made posters of things to say instead of, I can't do this, this is too hard. So we talk about more positive things. It might take me a while, mistakes help me learn, um, mistakes train my brain, um, just keep swimming, that's their favorite, they use it all the time. 
Um, and it's really cool too, because throughout the week and throughout any day, I can be talking to them and say something like, oh, I can't draw very well. And they're like, Miss Flower, you can't say I can't. We don't have Marlins in this classroom. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> they catch on really quick. And then um, they were, so we use that language all the time and they catch me in it and then I catch them and they catch each other. And that's how we do our growth mindset conversation. Well, and I love that they're supporting each other and supporting you. It, it reminds me of Joe Bowler. I've been reading Mathematical Mindset and she talks about the brain and how you learn when you make mistakes rather than when you just get the right answer. Right, right. Yes, we do a lot of that conversation. Um, you know, that every time you make a mistake, your brain is learning, what do I need to do differently? And, you know, they have these conversations with each other. And it's really cool to see kindergartners do that. And even my first graders from last year, um, you know, they would have the same conversations. And I love that about my kids. Well, and I think they have those conversations because you give them the support to have those conversations. Right, so right. So tell me about Failure Friday. What is it? How does it work? Right. So last year I kept having parents come in at conferences telling me, um, you know, my son or daughter is really afraid to do something wrong and make a mistake on homework or whatever it was. And um, that was really difficult for my kids. So I was trying to figure out how do I um, – support my kids in making those mistakes and not cry and have these massive meltdowns, you know, cause it would happen in my classroom too. And, um, so we did this project based learning, uh, thing with my kids and it was for the Rio paddle, um, professional development program that we have. And I put up a timer. They had to build a structure that would withhold hurricane winds, which is, a fan on the highest setting and within 30 seconds of the timer ending one of the groups their building completely collapsed and the one little girl completely freaked out crying and I said you can't rebuild it and all of a sudden my kids started like supporting her and giving her pats on the back and hugs it's okay and that was like the instant I knew this is I'm on to something we need to do this more often. So what we do is um, I give them a task that is too hard for them and intentionally too hard for them, in my opinion. Um, and so we quickly discuss um, what the task is. So we have one that's a card tower. I'll say, okay, here's the cards. You need to make a tower and it needs to go up. And that's kind of all I do. I just leave it very simple and I try not to lead them into what it's going to, what they need to do um, because I want them to learn and I want them to figure it out and I want them to use their brains and um, fail. <laughs> and so every time we go into a task, I'm like, okay, who are we going to be today? We're going to be Dory. They all get excited. And then I say, what's, what's our goal today? And they say, we're going to fail today. And, you know, it's really cool because these tasks, um, I'll be watching them and you'll hear them say, this is, this is really difficult, but I'm going to figure this out. And then I have some of my kids saying things like, um, my, 
I'm training my brain. Come on, neurons, work, work. You know, it's really, it's really cute to watch them um, figure this all out. So it's just simple, like tasks that I have them do, and they have, I make it difficult, or I pull something out, and um, they have to figure it out. It's really fun. So you've created an environment where it's safe to experiment and to fail and to learn. So. Right. I I have two questions. What, uh, what kind of tasks do you typically give them? And also, right. how often does it happen that they surprise you and actually succeed? <laughs> um, I would say success is pretty common, and which is really cool. Um, this group that I have, they are very determined, and they will make it work. Um, so they're, they're, they're go-getters. They don't give up. We just keep swimming, Miss Lauer. Um, but the tasks, so we've done, last week we did, um, oh my goodness, what did we do? They had to create, um, something that would lift me off the ground. So they had trays and cups. So that was something they did. Um, we had to build, um, we haven't done the boat one yet, but it's very similar where they have to build something that will hold weight. And so I put out this whole two big boxes of supplies that I have. And sometimes there's paper in there. There's um, things that I know will obviously like sink and disintegrate. And they don't know that I know that. Um, but they, they try different things. And that's what's really cool is I, I kind of set them up for failure with the materials I choose, but they surprise me all the time and figure out different ways. We did um, get the water from the ocean to California to spare us from the drought a couple weeks ago. And so they had to figure out how to get the water from one container to another. And I didn't allow anything that was already cup shaped. So they were taking tin foil and kind of forming it or, um, one little girl had like a wooden dowel and had a paper plate and she was trying to make like a scoop. And so they come up with some really creative things. We've done save the turkey from Thanksgiving dinner and he was in a dog crate and they had to rescue him from the inside out. And they were using forks and different things to try to get the lever to go down so they could get out. And it was really fun. They, they really surprised me quite often, I would say. So uh, the tasks are both are mostly um, things where they have to build or create or something, right. something physical. It's not a kind of a task where you're asking them, oh, can you uh, figure, it's not like solving this math problem kind of thing. How many no. bricks are in this building? Right. No, definitely not. It's very hands-on. Um, but what I do see happening is when I've, we've built this culture in my classroom, they are more willing to try different things. So when we do sight words, they're willing to screw up and get the sight word, sight word wrong. And they're like, Miss Bauer, I failed. That's okay. I'm going to figure this word out. And so it carries over into everything academic, not just that Friday um, that we do failure Friday. It, it's everywhere. They use it all the time. Well, I think that's really important. Yeah, you're, 
there was the comment that the the uh, challenges that you're doing sound very STEM-like, which is great. Yes. Yes. I do love that. Um, but I love how it does carry over because when you have a growth mindset, it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're doing a STEM challenge or you're trying to figure out a sight word or figure out how the math works in a certain problem. I think that having that mindset really gives your students that sense of security that I can keep trying. I don't know it yet. Right. But I'm right. going to learn it. Right. And yet is a big word. Um, but I try to give them other options too. Um, because I, I want them to be willing to explore different phrases. You know? I don't want to stick to just one. Um, they, they come up with all kinds of different things that they say instead, which is really cool. So for example, besides just keep swimming. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, um, so phrases that they use, it, it, it might take me a while. What am I missing? What strategy can I use or what can I do differently? Um, this, this is training my brain. So phrases like that are very important for them. Well, I love that. Even for kindergarten, for kindergartners to say, what am I missing and what can I do differently? I know right. Lisa teaches fifth grade and I'm sure there are a lot of kids in her class that she would like to get to say that. Right. And failure is so yeah. It is. Okay. Okay. So, um, and I have, uh, we have a link to uh, several resources, I think, that um, Megan has shared, and she's going to make sure that that's available to everybody. So we will put those links in our, <clears throat> excuse me, show in the show notes. So those will be available for everybody if you want to learn. Oh, was that your that timer? That was the timer. That was if the timer. Learn more about Failure Friday and uh, growth mindset. So, uh, Megan, that was our timer. We have one minute. Uh, final thoughts, advice for people who are interested in trying this? Right. Right. Um, change your mindset on what failure means. It shouldn't be such a negative word. It's such a great opportunity for these kids to power through and learn perseverance. And, you know, fail away. There's nothing wrong with failing. And that's what's the most powerful thing that I've seen in my classroom. So fail, please. Please fail. <laughs> yes. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And to Ooh. our listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment wherever you are listening to let us know. Uh, and join us on Monday, February 20th, when our guest will be Adam Juarez talking about how he has teched up the DBQ. And remember, we are always looking for guests to share the great things that they're doing in the classroom. So if you know someone who fits this bill, or even if it's you, we would love to have you on. So please visit us at tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. And we'd love to chat with you. So thank you, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>